Good morning, brethren. And that is the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yet not I, but through Christ in me. Amen. We'll be going over question 34 this morning, and it fits within that point. Yet not I, but Christ. Our question this morning is, how does the Spirit apply to us the redemption purchased by Christ? Answer being, the Spirit applies to us the redemption purchased by Christ by working faith in us and thereby uniting us to Christ in our effectual calling. Not that we believe, but that faith has been given to us in order to believe. Let's pray and ask God's help. Father, we thank you again this morning, Lord. I pray that you would be with me and help me, Father, as I teach this this morning, dear Lord. I ask for your Holy Spirit, not my words, Lord, but yours. Edify your saints this morning, Lord, and bring glory to your name. Give us ears to hear what you have for us. Bless this time. In Christ's name we ask it. Amen. The work of the Holy Spirit and salvation. If you would, turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2, and we'll look at verse 8. The faith given to the sinner in order that they may believe. Very familiar verse here. For by grace are you saved through faith. Not by faith, but through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It's not something that I'm smarter than the next guy next to me and I hear the gospel and because of my intellect or because I've been raised better than another that I have the ability unlike the next man. No, it's a gift. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, let's talk about faith here. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We must believe that he is. How do we believe? By faith. Faith, a simple definition, the confident assurance given to a sinner that though he has broken the law of God and know he deserves eternal punishment for his sins, by Christ's work is now in right standing with God because the righteousness that Christ purchased has been imputed to him and that his sins have been imputed to Christ. The ability to believe that another died in your place and paid your debt. If you would turn to John chapter 3. famous passage where Jesus spoke to Nicodemus. And I want you to notice a few things here. And you'll see the Spirit's work in regenerating a sinner here. Start in verse 3. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Something has to happen to him before he could see. 
Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? You see this conflict happen right here. Jesus is speaking spiritual things, and Nicodemus is receiving them naturally. They're only spiritually discerned. A man must be born again first before he could see. Verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and, notice this, of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He cannot see it, and he cannot enter in unless he is born of the Spirit. What's flesh is flesh. What's spirit is spirit. Verse 6, that's exactly what it said there. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. And notice in verse 8 here, it says, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh, and whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. We're not the determining factor. The Holy Spirit is a determining factor. He goes where he wants to go, and he does what he wants to do. Ephesians 2, again, if you turn there. Let's look at verses 1 through 5. Paul uses a different word here. He says quickened. Quickened being the same thing as being born again or born from above. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others, not born again. But God, you see the determining factor right here, where Paul starts, it was God. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Ezekiel 37, if you'll turn there. Ezekiel gives this prophecy of the valley of dry bones. And we'll see a direct parallel here to the Spirit's work and raising a dead sinner to life. Ezekiel 37, let's look for verses 1 through 14. And it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. 
and caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, there were many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I said, O Lord, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking of the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. You notice in all this, unless a man can, is born again, he cannot see, he cannot hear. Remember that as we go on here. Verse 9, Then he said unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, Our bones are dried. And our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. In verse 14 here, And I shall put my spirit in you and you shall live and I shall place you in your own land then you shall know that I the Lord have spoken it and performed it saith the Lord a prophecy of the salvation of what Christ would deliver unto his people he would put his spirit in them he would raise them from their dead sinful nature yeah. Ephesians 3 if you would turn there And we'll see in our second part this morning the Spirit's work of continuing faith by the Spirit indwelling in us. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. Paul tells the Ephesian church here, that Christ may dwell in you in your hearts by faith, that faith that was given to you, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. His spirit that he gave us, we talked about this Wednesday night with the, these good works and these good works primarily being love toward the brethren. How do we serve our Lord? We serve his children. John chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. We have the indwelling 
Holy Spirit living within us, that down payment that God gave us knowing that we are the children of God. And when we die, our home and our inheritance is in heaven. John 14, 16, Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. We see this indwelling Holy Spirit in us again here. If you would, turn to John chapter 16. Look at verse 13 here. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. The indwelling Holy Spirit leads us to the truth. He guides us. He shows us the path of righteousness. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things of the Father are mine, therefore said I, he shall take of mine, and shall show it unto you. The Holy Spirit leads us to Christ over and over again. I know for myself I fail miserably in this Christian walk as we talked about Wednesday night. And the Holy Spirit keeps leading me to repentance. He keeps leading me to the cross. He keeps leading me to that precious blood that washes my sins away. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20. Paul tells the Corinthian church here, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which ye have of God? And ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Notice that. They're God's. The salvation that you have was given to you. The faith that you walk in was given unto you. The grace that you have, it's all been given. If you are a believer, born again by the Spirit of God and dwelt by the Holy Spirit, you are His possession. You belong to Him. You were bought with a high price. You are His elect child. And your inheritance is certain. If you would, turn to Philippians chapter 1. I'll go through a couple more scriptures and we'll be done. Philippians chapter 1. Let's look at verses 3 through 6. And we'll see that we can have confidence in Christ here. The substance of our faith. Verse 3. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making requests with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this very thing, that he who hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He'll perform it. Our weak flesh 
when we fall short of the glory of God every day. We have hope that our God will see us through till we reach that shoreline. Verse 7, even as is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and the defense and the confirmation of the gospel, ye are all partakers of my grace. For God is my record. I'm sorry, I haven't read too far. I'm supposed to stop at 6. <laughs> Philippians chapter 3. Let's look at one verse there, verse 9. This passage of scripture in Philippians 3 is about my most favorite in the Bible because I see myself here. I know I need him. I know the grace that I need to walk every day. And in verse 9 it says, To be found in him not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ the righteousness which is of God by faith. Notice it doesn't say my faith in Christ. It says the faith of Christ. The righteousness which is of God by faith. That imputed righteousness, that ability that was given to us by the Holy Spirit to believe the indwelling Holy Spirit within us, opening our ears and opening our eyes, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they come to me. Why do they hear? Because the Holy Spirit allows them to hear. Why is the call of God and salvation effectual? In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it states that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Why is it effectual? Because he who began a good work in you will see it through until that day of Jesus Christ. And I'll leave you with this one verse this morning. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6, Moses was given a call to Joshua, and he said this unto him, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that do goeth with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again this morning, Lord. We, we praise you for who you are, Lord. You, you told us in the book of Psalms that you'd be our front guard and you'd be our rear guard, dear Lord. We thank you for that. I pray, Lord, that your saints were encouraged this morning because our faith and our hope is all in the Lord Jesus Christ and he worked that he'd done on the cross for us. Bless the rest of this morning, Father, and bless our next service. In Christ's name we do pray and ask it. Amen.